May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So we are story people. That is the, uh, what's been going through my head all week this week. We had an opportunity to prepare an assembly for the children of All Saints School today. Uh, uh, this week, I should say. Um, we've, uh, we know that they've been looking after some of the children um, that have still been going in this week, a handful of them uh, whose parents are key workers that uh, so the school has remained open, even though it has been what we would normally have as the Easter holidays. But it is the case that we love a good story. I don't know about you, I'm missing my long journeys. I'm missing that going away, um, not having something maybe this week after Easter for us as a family to have get, to got away. We, we have a, a caravan. We might like to have gone uh, camping this weekend, uh, but we're not able to do that. When I was growing up, we used to listen to Five Go to Smuggler's Top or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory on a tape in the car Five goes to Smuggler's Top within the beginning of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Five go to Smuggler's Top. Da, 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 by Enid Blyton. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Great stories. Completely captivated. Just made the hours and hours in the car just fly by. When Jacob and Molly were young, um, we borrowed from the library the tales of Hiccup Horrendous Haddock III, um, translated from the Old Norse by Cressida Cowell. If you've not had a chance to uh, listen to David Tennant read those stories, then you are missing out. They are a joy and a wonder to behold. I've not seen the films, but certainly the audiobooks are amazing. And uh, not just the children, but as we were listening, I didn't want to miss a thing. Right through, nobody ever wanted to know how far there was still to go. No, I'm hungry, or I need the loo. There's something about that story that drew us in to a whole new world. I think even the simplest stories can do that. Jesus himself used stories a great deal to uh, talk about complex and difficult and life-changing, earth-shattering concepts. The parables took people into a different world, into a different way of looking at things. Those first apostles had a story to tell. As we heard in that reading from Acts, Peter told the only story, Peter told the story only in the barest outline. But even still, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who are listening. That's been my experience in the last few weeks. Do you know, we gave away more palm crosses than I have ever given away in church before. Every one of those that was blessed, we placed outside the front door and people collected them on the way past. Outside the rectory now, there's an opportunity for people to put prayer requests in an envelope. And we've had more and more of those coming through too. I don't wish to be trite. This virus is horrific. It is Horrendous for all those that it affects personally. It is a nightmare for those for whom work is hard to come by, who are struggling for money or for food, let alone all those who are ill. It is a desperate sadness for millions. 
But as you may have heard me say before, a dear, dear friend once said to me, that Easter is all about hope and about love and about overcoming the impossible. We all face impossible things at times. Alice in Wonderland would have you, that it's, would have you believe that it's a good idea to believe five impossible things before breakfast, I think it is. This virus outbreak seems pretty impossible. But we are Easter people. And we carry hope with us. Hope when it feels impossible. Resurrection is impossible, right? Resurrection as a word in the ancient Near East was what God was going to do at the end for all the righteous dead, all those people who were good enough. But it was going to be one large-scale event. After Israel's great and final suffering, all God's people would be given new lives and new bodies. Do you know, there is not a phrase that will adequately describe the surprise of that first Easter morning. It wasn't just a lack of faith that had stopped them understanding what Jesus had said in Galilee about his rising again. It was simply that no one had ever, ever dreamed that one single living person would be killed stone dead and then raised to a new sort of bodily life, the other side of the grave, while the rest of the world just carried on as before. Those women who travelled to the grave obviously were not expecting it. They weren't going to the tomb saying to themselves, well, we've got the spices just in case he's still dead, but let's hope he's alive again. They knew well enough that dead people remained dead. That mood of that opening Easter morning is one then of surprise, of astonishment, of fear and confusion. Easter is always a surprise, whether we uh, meet it in celebrating the feast itself or the sudden surges of God's grace that overturn tragedy in our own lives or in our world. Today, Easter comes as a surprise in whatever form we are experiencing it into the midst of tragedy and loss and despair. Today might not be the celebration that we were looking forward to as we began our journey through Lent together. But Easter Day tells us that death is not the end, that today is not the end. The women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. Suddenly, Jesus had met them. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell. They will see me. Do not be afraid. Go and tell. They will see me. We are an Easter people. Easter is all about hope and love and about overcoming the impossible. That really is good news. It is the good news that our world is crying out for today. We need to be carriers of that good news this Easter season in our prayers, in our phone calls of support to our friends and neighbours, in our shopping trips that we are able to do for others, in how we approach staying in and staying safe even. 
Our actions need to demonstrate that we are raised to new life with him. If we are raised to life with the king, search for the things that are above. Learn to think about the things that are above, not the things that belong to the present world of change and decay. In fact, learning to think rather than merely going along with the flow with the world on one hand or blindly obeying the, what the um, looks like stringent regulations of religion on the other. Thinking, that is part of the key to it all. Church is not closed. Church is changing. Church is community. Church is the body of Christ. And today, that body is alive. And we have a story to tell. Amen.